What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. You can ask me anything and everything about our Catholic faith from morality to spirituality, whether it's a question about everyday life or what we believe as Catholics. I'm here to help you find answers. If you're a first time listener, please be sure to follow the podcast. You can hit me up with your own questions at www.assistedpress.com slash askfatherjosh. You can also rate us and review us on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play and other podcast formats. And you can share us on your social media pages. If the show is good for you, it might be good for other people too. On today's show, we are going to be talking about praying while suffering or praying while we're trying to recover from an illness. It's just, y'all, it is hard. We got to reverence ourselves. So I'm going to address that question. But before we get to that question, I want to share with you a glory story. Right, so yeah, my glory story. It's been a busy week. It's been a very busy week um, in the parish, and a lot of things are going on. Uh, yeah, in the parish, in the school, and with vocations, and so been all over the place. But I was able to take two days and travel to Miami for a quick trip there to go speak at the Eucharistic and Marian International Congress. Uh, that was put on by the servants of the pierced hearts of Jesus and Mary. And my glory story is, there's a lot of glory stories, but I think one of the most beautiful things I saw was the witness of one of my best friends who's a priest. He's a holy priest. And he spent so many hours hearing confessions at this Congress. I mean, hours upon hours upon hours. Uh, it's operating this hidden ministry for the salvation of souls. It was beautiful. It was so inspiring and so, such a witness. I'm not going to say his name because he hates it whenever I give him shout outs, but I'm not going to say Father Ruben's name. I'm not going to do that to him. But, uh, but if I were to say his name, his name would sound like Father Ruben right now. He just, he's, a, he's a holy priest and he's, he's my best friend. And it was just, I, I, I rejoice. You know, whenever I see my brothers uh, just living out excellence in their priesthood, our, our sisters, our nuns living out excellence in their, their consecrated life. I rejoice in that. Blessed be God for that. I praise God for that. And I want to like, I want to put a light on that, not because it gives them glory, but because it glorifies God, the good work that they're doing. They are accomplishing the work that God gave them to do. And, and I had a particular role at the Congress. I was a speaker. I, I certainly heard confessions. I probably spent more time in the Adoration Chapel just because I needed to pray and receive from the Father what exactly He wanted me to say to His beloved sons and daughters. And that's where He had me, and I, I embraced that place in the body of Christ for that particular event. Uh, but I'm grateful He embraced His place, and He embraced His place as a prisoner to the confessional. And only in heaven will He know the supernatural fruit that happened through His, his ministry and the confessional. It was just such a gift. So I, I just saw Him going there, and I saw Him staying there, and... He came out every now and then to use the bathroom, and he went right back in. <laughs> yeah, a little saint. So it was beautiful. So yeah, that's my glory story. 
And with that being said, uh, before we get to the question, if you want to receive any show notes uh, or any updates about the podcast, just be sure to subscribe to our email list by texting Ask Father Josh to 33777. All right. And now, with that, let's jump into today's topic. All right, today's question comes in from Anonymous, and I reverence you, you wanted to be anonymous. You say this, what is the best way to pray whenever somebody is ill or recovering from an illness or maybe not able to concentrate on prayer as much as we would like to? Great question. First and foremost, I just want to acknowledge it is difficult to pray whenever we're sick. One of the reasons for dryness in prayer is illness, right? Sometimes prayers dry because we're in sin. Sometimes prayers dry because God is stripping us. Sometimes prayer is dry because we're not praying the way that God wants us to pray. And sometimes it's dry because we're sick and we're ill. And so we have to reverence the fact that it's going to be hard and be patient with ourselves. Prayer is already a battle. The Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches us this. And I can't wait for Father Mike's Catechism in a year to come out because he's going to make it very clear for us when he gets to Section 4, my favorite section in the Catechism on prayer. One of the very first things it says is prayer is a battle. So if prayer is a battle, period, then it's really hard whenever we are ill, sick, suffering, not doing too well. So my encouragement, my advice is this. Pray as you can, not as you ought. Showing up to prayer is the first battle. Show up. Don't focus on how you used to pray whenever you were healthy. Don't focus on how you could pray or would pray or should pray if you were better. Pray as you can in the midst of your sickness and suffering. If you are super distracted, then be distracted, but just show up with all your distractions and say, God, here it is. I give you this. Ask the Lord, how do you want me to pray? How do you want me to spend this time with you? One of the things I often do, and I'm led to do, I believe, by the Spirit, whenever I pray is because I am the body of Christ as as you are, I, I ask the Lord to show me what, aspect of the life of Christ am I being invited to participate in right now? The life of Christ is revealed to us in the Gospels. Christ experienced sorrow and joy. He experienced solitude and betrayal and miracles and all this stuff. Like, am I being invited to be uh, on water right now? Am I being invited to, to believe in miracles right now? Am I being invited to pray intercessory prayer to forgive people right now? Am I being invited to be with Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane right now and, and suffer and express my sorrow to the Father and experience this, this anxiety? Like how is God, the Father, inviting me to abide with Jesus right now in the present moment? Which scene from the life of Christ am I being invited to live out? And just stay there. Don't seek out another place I don't want to be here. It's kind of with the body of Christ. We get cares and we get gifts. Well, I don't, I don't want the gift of administration. I want the gift of prophecy. Or I don't want the gift of prophecy. I want the gift of tongues. Or I don't want the gift of tongues. I want the gift of healing. Or I don't want healing. I want miracles and wonders. Or I don't want miracles and wonders. I want you know, service to the poor. Whatever it is, we're never content with where we're at. We always want to be somewhere else. I don't want to be here. 
I want to be there. I don't want to be in this family. I want to be in that family. I don't want to be in this parish. I want to be in that parish. Where am I? Embrace my place in the body of Christ. Embrace my place in the body of Christ. Imagine if Jesus would have been like, well, I don't, I don't want to be here right now in the, in the suffering, so I'm just going to go, and I'm going to go do some more miracles. Now, he embraced the place where he needed to be for our good. It wasn't just about him. He did it for us. And our suffering isn't just about us. It's for other people as well in their relationship with with the Lord. One of the things I also often reflect on is how many people are drawn to pray whenever I'm sick and suffering. People maybe who didn't pray as much before, but because they know I'm not doing well, they will devote more time to God. Is that not a good thing? My sickness and my illness wasn't just about me, but my sickness and my illness drew others to him. Maybe I was distracted, but maybe they were devoted. I don't know, right? Perhaps the Lord is inviting us right now to to read the Psalms. I don't have words I can articulate, God, but I will read the Bible out loud. That way I know who I'm talking to and what I'm talking about. I will read the Bible out loud in my bed. I will read the Psalms, the prayers that Jesus himself prayed, the, the Psalms that were written by David. Some of those Psalms are happy and some are sad. Some are joyful, some are sorrowful. I'm going to just read the Psalms as my prayer right now. Maybe God's invited me to not say too many words. Maybe God wants me to just let him look at me and delight in me. Maybe God wants me to listen to him pray over me. John 17 is the prayer of Jesus. Jesus prays for us. Whenever we go to the chapel, we're not just praying to God, but God's also praying to us. So I encourage us to like ask the Lord, how do you want me to pray? It's a beautiful prayer that was written by Archbishop Fulton Sheen, uh, Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen. And he says this, I give myself to God. Here is my body, take it. Here is my blood, take it. Here is my soul, my will, my energy, my strength, my property, my wealth. All that I have is yours. Take it. Offer it. Offer it with thyself to the heavenly Father in order that he, looking down on this great sacrifice, may see only thee, his beloved Son, in whom he is well pleased. Transmute the poor bread of my life into thy divine life. Thrill the wine of my wasted life into thy divine spirit. Unite my broken heart with thy heart. Change my cross into a crucifix. Let not my abandonment and my sorrow and my bereavement go to waste. Gather up the fragments. And as the drop of water is absorbed by the wine at the offertory of the mass, let my life be absorbed in thee. Let my little cross be entwined with thy great cross so that I may purchase the joys of everlasting happiness in union with thee. United with thee, transubstantiate me so that like bread which is now thy body and wine which is now thy blood, I too may be holy thee. I care not if the species remain or that like the bread and the wine I seem to all earthly eyes the same as before my station in life, my routine, duties, my work, my family, all these are but the species of my life which may remain unchanged. But the substance of my life, my soul, my mind, my will, my heart, transubstantiate them, transform them wholly into thy service so that through me all may know how sweet is the love of Christ. Amen. Anonymous, I want you to know that I am praying for you and I just want to remind you that you have a desire to be with God. That desire comes from God who desires to be with you, who is with you, in fact. 
And so I want to encourage you to pray as you can, not as you ought. Do not be distracted by the past. Do not be interrupted by the voice of comparison and focusing on what could be, should be, or would be. How other people are praying or not praying. Just focus on the fact that right now you're in a season of suffering and your recovery is going a lot slower than you expected, but that is just the way it is. And God is with you in that. So with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to invite us to reflect on the life of a saint for our show today who suffered greatly and who might give us an example of how we too can just be real with God in our suffering too. Every one of us is made in the image of God. We are unique, worthy of love, and called to greatness. In this world, though, we can be distracted from that truth and begin to doubt God's love is real. You see, we live in a world that tells us we are not smart, attractive, thin, or rich enough. It is easy to focus on the ways we fall short of worldly perfection and forget that we are already made perfect. We are already enough. I'm Danielle Bean, author of You Are Enough, what women of the Bible teach you about your mission and worth. You Are Enough dives into the stories of women in the Bible so that you can fully see God's plan for your life. To order, visit ascensionpress.com or Amazon. And we're back. Quick reminder, if you are a first-time listener, be sure to follow the podcast. You can hit me up with your own questions, comments, critiques at www.assistantpress.com slash askfatherjosh. Also, if you want to receive show notes and any updates about the podcast, be sure to subscribe to my email list by texting askfatherjosh at 33777. So, saint for the show, saint who suffered well, is actually a blessed Benedetta Bianchi Porto. This is a woman who died, I think, when she was just 27 years old. She was born in, uh, I guess she was 27 years old. She died in the 1960s, so maybe she was born in the 1930s. And, uh, man, this woman suffered so much. As a baby, she had polio, and she had disabilities that affected her as a child because of her polio. And so she suffered a lot because of her polio. And then as a teenager, she began to go deaf, and so obviously she not only suffered physically from that, but she suffered uh, from her classmates who weren't very charitable during this time of her life. It's, it's difficult enough to be a teenager. Imagine being a teenager who already has some physical disabilities to now begin to experience um, partial deafness. And things just got worse. You know, she went on to study. She was a medical student. She was in school. And uh, she continued to experience an increase in her deafness. And eventually she was blind and she became paralyzed. And she uh, just suffered so much. And there were times where she found joy in her suffering. But let me be honest with you, there were times where she contemplated suicide. It was so bad. She just did not think she could make it anymore. She did not want to suffer. She wanted to be healed. She believed in miracles. She was a faithful Catholic. She knew the stories of God in the Bible. She knew that miracles still happen today. And so she went to Lourdes because obviously Lourdes is a place where crazy, supernatural, extraordinary miracles happen all the time. She went to Lourdes and she was expecting, with an expectant faith, expecting a miracle, expecting to be physically restored, mentally, physically, emotionally healed. She got there, went in the water, nothing happened. But someone else who was with her got healed, totally physically healed. And she could have had the posture, she could have had the disposition of like, man, what? Are you serious? 
why them? Why why not me? Or or if them, why did I have to see them get healed? Well, not she couldn't actually see. Why did I have to be with them while they were healed? Why couldn't I be healed? No, nah, but that was not her posture. She took on that the posture of Elizabeth, who when Mary got pregnant, she just rejoiced. She didn't say, "Have a wait, wait a minute, hold, hold up, God, why am I old lady finally getting pregnant? I was barren my whole life, and now that I'm old, I'm finally pregnant." You know it's going to be very difficult for me to have a baby as an old woman. You know it's, it's, I'm not going to be able to raise my child because of my age and my limitations. So why is Mary going to get to raise Jesus? She didn't even try and she got pregnant. She didn't even try. I tried my whole life and it didn't get happen. And now it's happening at the end of my life. Are you serious? No, her posture was, blessed be God. She rejoiced. She rejoiced in the goodness that Mary was experiencing. And that's honestly what Benedetta did as well. She began to just simply rejoice in what God did for somebody else. She never experienced a physical healing. She believed. She had faith. She trusted. She hoped. She longed for. She fasted for. She wanted it. She knew God could do it, but God never gave her that physical healing that she longed for. She eventually was not able to complete medical school because of her many illnesses, her many sufferings, her many disabilities. And by the time she was 27 years old, she died. She is a blessed because in the midst of her suffering, in the midst of her difficulties, in the midst of her being honest with God and saying, God, I don't want this. She was also able to say, God, I know you're with me. Jesus, I believe in you. I know you love me and I know you are with me. And because you are with me, I'm with you. And this is not where I desire to be, but this is where I am. So we're here. So let's go. I want to invite you and I want to encourage you, if you are suffering, to lean into Blessed Benedetta. She can help us right now. She can help us to stay with the God who stays with us, to remain with the God who remains with us. If you are distracted whenever you pray because of the many difficulties you're experiencing, then be distracted, but be distracted with Jesus. Relate those distractions to Jesus. Talk to him about those distractions. Allow those distractions to become your prayer. God is inviting us to suffer with him, to rejoice with him, and to pray with him in good times and bad, in sickness and in health. Blessed Benedetta Bianchi Poro, pray for us. Till next time, God bless. <laughs>